Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? All right, welcome back to the Sinestro Podcast, where we discuss the movies we love, new and old. And boy, do we have a doozy for you guys today. <laughs> uh, I'm joined by two good friends of mine, uh, Wale. Wale, Wale West. And Salam. Salam alaikum, Salam. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> I know that. It's not the first I've heard that. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit, man. What can I say? Um, all right, so yeah, today we are going to discuss the Joker. We uh, three of us watched it last night, and we came out of the theater. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know how to explain the feeling that I felt. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm shocked to say this, but uh, he outdid Heath Ledger's performance. R.I.P. Facts, and I didn't think it was possible, but he did it. Uh, this is Joaquin Phoenix, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the most. Uh, Cringe-inducing actor <laughs> to date. That's a film, bro. Um, I, I've seen him before make me cringe in The Master, and I thought it was just a one-time thing. Uh, he's done this to me on another occasion. Um, he's really too good at what he does. I'd say he's a method actor. He's too, yeah, he's... I, I It boggles the mind how once he's on screen, it's no longer you watching a movie, you're on the Joaquin ride. A hundred percent. I wasn't, like... I don't know. All right. So before we get into that, um, this movie has a lot of vitriol surrounding it and a lot of uh, it's very hot uh, button topic uh, because of the Aurora shooting in 2012 Mm -hmm. uh, when the Dark Knight Rises was airing. Uh, I guess uh, one of the guys in their manifesto had uh, his inspiration was a Joker. Was that? I think it was something like something like that. Something along those lines. So don't quote me on that. Uh, I don't want to be crucified for mistakes. Uh, But um, yeah, the family of. uh, of the, of the victims um, wrote letters to Warner Brothers warning them about the release of this movie. Uh, the same theater that had uh, that uh, tragic incident happen uh, absolutely uh, blocked that movie from being played there, understandably so. Uh, those wounds are always going to be fresh. Uh, and the family has every right to, to feel the way they feel and 100%. express uh, their uh, their concern and fears because it is it's very it's it's a scary thing. It's, it's, it's topic. yeah, it's extremely sensitive, and I feel it would be callous not to address it. Uh, although I am of the belief that uh, that you know we should not blame movies uh, for 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 tragedies in society uh, because you know those are NRA talking points. Exactly. Uh, well, but unfortunately, this, it do happen. Unfortunately, though. it does happen, and this is a very nuanced conversation. Uh, so we cannot discount and be callous towards. Uh, people's feelings on the matter. Mm-hmm. Facts, but I think it's more of like a mental illness thing, more than like because like to say movies, video games, it's like an easy right. It's a cop out, but this this specifically had like yeah, man. It, there's a point of reference. There's a destination. There's a certain movie specifically that was there. Like so, there's too much tied to it with the 100%. franchise, right? Yeah, and the scary thing behind it is um, when I was watching the news, it's the fact that police officers are actually in the theaters, undercover police officers. Really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, in New York. So it, it shows that it's very sensitive. It's not a matter to be taken away. Like yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a mental illness we're dealing with. You know, it's, um, 
the character is based off mental illness, pretty much. Because we'll see, yeah, when we discuss it, yeah, the whole the whole movie basically. Some like guy having so one bad day. The entire movie, not not a single person said a word in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that was that was an intense movie. That's like the first time I've ever felt uneasy. Yeah, watching something like that. I that think was, it was a barrage of, of emotions. Yeah, I man. Angry, upset, happy, sad. I, I had mixed emotions when I came out. For sure. Yeah, uh, I could not quit, quite uh, quite put my finger on what exactly it was I was feeling. Um, the tension in the room was palpable. Oh, wow, wow, wow. No. <laughs> you can cut it with a knife. Um, so yes, uh, acknowledging all that, we understand it's a sensitive topic. For sure. Um, it was a great movie. Uh, I don't want to watch it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> One time is enough. One time is enough to watch it again. No, no. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to watch it again as a movie lover. I'm going to watch it probably one more time, but I got to wait a month or so or two maybe. Uh, just to dissect it. Yeah. Just to come back. Just to come back. But I, also, I need my, to give myself a grace period. That was emotionally it was taxing, dark. man. It was dark. It was dark. I, you know, so last night, my, my, my stance was it was dark. But I, don't, I won't blame darkness because 7 was a little darker than this. Yeah. But I could watch 7 again and again. No, I think what it was was Joaquin himself. 100%. I think he embodied this role to the point that it just made me uncomfortable. I was I was squirming in my seat. Because there was moments in the movie, literally watching this guy, I'm just like, yo, this is, I can't, I can't. There was well, a funny thing about that, sorry to interrupt you, yeah, no, no. is um, it's not the first time he's put on such an awkward no. play, you know? Same with the David Letterman show. I thought that was real. Unfortunately, I heard that was Oh, staged. he was the, the rapper thing, no? Yeah, yeah. He, right? so, he, so he did so this little documentary. I'm about his own mental health himself. <laughs> no, like, really think about it. No, but you have to be in, something like in that. In the movie, because yeah. obviously... <clears throat> You know, like, look what happened to Heath Ledger, you know, rest in, rest in peace, you know? Yeah, R.I.P. You know what, Heath Ledger, so the myth behind him, behind Heath Ledger's uh, uh, passing away is that the role got to him and he was on, it, it, it's totally debunked. They they had uh, Michael Jai White uh, oh, speaking okay. on it, uh, talking about how, you know, as soon as they said cut, he was back to being jovial, funny, and just cracking jokes. And what killed him was just a painkiller combination that went wrong. Like, he just took two different meds. And, it, and, and that's what happened. That's how you yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So as far as um, I mean, comparisons go. Obviously, you know, Joaquin did something, something different. Uh, yeah, different is. I mean, I'll find the word sooner or later. But uh, <laughs> uh, he did something, and uh, it was. So I, I enjoyed Heath Ledger's more because it was fun, and even, and I like Nolan's take on it. And I think why Heath Ledger's worked so well and was more palatable was because. Nolan took the smart approach of not giving us a backstory. So whatever, you there's know, no whatever, origin. Yeah, there's no origin. So he they, they left it to Heath Ledger to just, because he, he, he kind of fabricated both, right? One 100%. was his father being an, an alcoholic. The other one is his, his woman wife. with, uh, with uh, gambling scared. debts, right? Yeah, exactly. So he, he left it ambiguous. Uh, and he, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an agent of chaos. Exactly. Which is true to his character. Cause you're not supposed to know the origin of the Joker. For sure. Cause like, it's just every time he tells us a different story, there's multiple different origins. No one knows who exactly who he is, but with the way they did it in the Joker, I loved it, bro. Like it made like Arthur Fleck turning into the Joker made like uh, it, that journey of his mental breakdown, like just society, bro. I loved it. Yeah, let's, not, let's not give spoilers. You know? <laughs> no, <laughs> you have to watch it. So, so okay, no spoilers. Uh, next week, I'm going to do another episode with spoilers. So you guys have a one-week grace period. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so my question, I guess my question to you guys is, 
um, as far as uh, origin story goes, is this an acceptable Joker origin story for you? Did you were you were you, were you uh, did you care that it was not canon? No, no, no. I loved it. This it, to give it like how he got there because you always wanted to see like everybody like the curiosity is like you want to know who the, or like the origin of the Joker is. At the same time, you wanted to keep it a mystery, but the way Todd Phillips did it, like it was acceptable, and I loved it. Like especially the ending of having that bad day. It's hard to do without the spoilers because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that that moment, you know, what we're talking about okay, yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was beautiful. That's like it made complete sense, and now it got me excited to see it. I, we need another one. I need another one. I need a sequel. I, I, I so he's he's he is. I think Todd Phillips is uh, firmly standing on. He's not doing a sequel. Oh, okay. This I is a standalone. He's not even he he's not even entertaining it. Like wow. the idea of a sequel, right? Um, so my next question okay, is that makes it more of a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next question is for you, Salam. Um, were you worried about because okay, so to give you a little context onto this next question, uh, Todd Phillips directed The Hangover, uh, Old School, and uh, like movies like that, right? So Salam, my question to you is, were you Worried about him handling this property, considering he was a comedy director. Yeah. Okay. Remember, and uh, we had mixed feelings about this because he's he's he usually has a comical genre. Yeah. Right. Yes. And this is a this is a big role. You know, it's either you make it or you break it. Yeah. And unfortunately, the comic book world will crucify you. <laughs> yes. You know, this <laughs> will take this very seriously. The internet right? is relentless. Oh yeah. So, but. Man, what a what a masterpiece! Now I know why Rotten Tomatoes has mixed feelings. I think, personally, yeah, you have to oversee certain things for sure. You know, and this movie is actually so relatable on different on different levels. Yes, yes, that's the scary part because <laughs> like you actually that's feel a hundred percent because you may have met someone like Arthur in your lifetime. For sure. Like that's, so my question is: Is he a sympathetic character? At the same time, he can't. I don't think he is, man. Because like. I can understand someone going through that, like, but you can get help. But like, it was just, I don't know, man, the way mental illness is, is like, it's a, it's a topic, right? So I, I, someone said, I was listening to a podcast. Someone said that this was Todd Phillips Trojan horse to do his own kind of movie with the guise of a comic book movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I just, was, <laughs> just like, quote it with the Joker. And yeah, then just yeah. like, it's just, yeah, no. and, and, so he actually pulled off. Uh, like a, what is it? Late early eighties, late seventies, psychological crime drama. No, that's a, under the guise of comic. Yeah, uh, like he just the threw the Joker thing movie. at the end, basically, essentially. I mean, yeah, he's uh, this is this has the Taxi Driver written all over it, right? Like it's a homage to 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 Robbie D. There you go, Travis Bickle is the tra Taxi Driver, right? So I don't know, man. I, so I remember we have so we have a, a chat group, and I think my biggest concern was also the comedy transition, but I was hopeful because I saw Adam McKay do it. Uh, he went from like Talladega Nights, um, you know, Anchorman, the other guys, all those movies, and then he went to the big short and then Vice. So that transition to me was, uh, it gave me hope. Because we were talking about that, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I think it's easier to go from comedy to drama because comedy is all timing, right? It's all with, all with all the jokes and whatnot, it's a lot harder to write a comedy than I think to write a drama. So I think the transition going to drama is a lot easier. I think, yeah, man. And like, same thing with Jordan Peele, right? Like Jordan Peele, I don't think it was much of a stretch for him to do no, Get Out. No, it wasn't. No, no. You know no, what I mean? No, no. Tension and relief, right? Yes. That's what it is. So, Which we didn't get any in this so movie. <laughs> there was absolutely no relief. Whatever 
brief relief we had in the comedy in the stand-up. Oh comedy, my god! <laughs> they robbed us of that retroactively. It was. Every time. There was a, even that moment with uh, Zazzy Beats. Is her name Zazzy? Yeah. yeah. I, it's From so a, hard to yeah, without yeah. saying, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's moments in this movie where you, you, you find it, you think you, can, you predicted it, mm-hmm. or you can catch it, like, oh, they're going to do this in the movie, but then so it's complete left turn. Like, there's scenes where they give you a glimpse of hope and reasoning for, for, <laughs> for, for, uh, for his behavior, yeah. but really, it's, it's, it's dark. <laughs> That's insanity. <laughs> no, like, I literally walked out the movie trying to dissect what can I get good at this movie. And it goes back to what we discussed in the beginning of the, of the podcast when, you know, like, you know, unfortunately, people out there who do have, you know, who deal with mental illness a different kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, we're not going to say, you know, movies are the cause of it. No. It's just a movie, guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, please understand that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's... We, we still have to, to respect the... Of the, course. The, I mean, the situation, it's... That's why it's yeah. a touchy subject. I think, I think in the movie there were scenes that did not be did not need to be in the movie. Of course there was. There were of scenes course. that did not need to be <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna go on record as saying I uh, when the movie ended, I was happy. I was like, okay, now I can leave. Because <sighs> it was a sigh of relief. Because because so when you go to a movie, you're supposed to escape. And this is the first movie that I wanted to escape. <laughs> it was now. This is not to take away from it. I give this movie a nine out of ten, hands down. Performance, eleven out of ten. Um, but I no, it was, just, it was too real. I think it was just too much. It was hyper realistic. Um, it it was colorful, right? Yes. But I don't remember it being colorful. Right, I love the way it was shot. There was a lot of colors implemented. Oh, it was nice. It was beautiful. It was not dark at all. Tonally, I couldn't oh even God. recognize it. Yeah. Bro, it's like it threw it away. You can't put your hand. You can't put your finger down on it. That's the that's the thing about this movie, bro. Every time I thought there was gonna be a funny like a joke because it's a joke at the same time. You think it's gonna be a joke, but it's like it's just pure darkness. Maybe. Even even we're awkward laughing. During certain moments in the movie, I'm like, I did not awkward laugh once. I know you guys did it, and I looked over and I'm like, Yo, oh, I, yeah. don't how, I don't I know how. Laugh. We awkward laugh because I was like, you know, I didn't know how to react. You don't know how to react. It's like something. Did watching you, this, it was insane. Did you see him laughing? So when he laughs, so he, this is not spoilers, but he laughs uncontrollably when, you know, uh, he can't handle the situation. That's one of his, I guess, one of like his uh, I guess, coping mechanism to his like his illness. Right, he just randomly laughs. Right, in so a certain situations. Right, so he was. So there was a scene where he was in 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 in, uh, in a uh, comedy club, and he's taking notes. You guys remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's taking notes, and he hears the crowd laughing, and he looks around, and he starts laughing awkwardly too, because he doesn't know when to laugh. Right, he doesn't know the cue. And like that's, that's, that's he misses the social oh cues. Oh my! And Lord. that's Joaquin Phoenix right there making me cringe. But I was looking at his face, and it was so like he contorted the way he did. And I was just like, ah, oh, can we just like. I just want to press fast forward. <laughs> no, oh, dude, spot on, hundred percent. That's I, I just remember the comedy club where he's he's literally laughing. It's quiet in the club. All you hear him is him laughing. He doesn't know when to exactly, and he's trying to catch the oh, bro, is that you're right. That is super cringe. Yeah, it's like when he laughs and then stops. Yeah, yeah, like when he immediately the mat, he yeah. laughed and then stopped and he's buttoned up his shirt. Yeah, and he's oh, onto his next is, emotion. Yeah, yes. It, yes, it's a barrage of emotion. There yeah. is, there he's is. on to his next emotion. That's like he's like, okay. This is what I'm supposed to do because he doesn't know, right? Exactly. So it's, like he's, it's like a checklist in his head of like, I should be smiling. No, I should laugh now. Yeah. Like he has to time himself. Like it's insanity. No, well, I, I, th- I think it, it, it goes back 
to when um, the Joker, the reason why he does this is yet again, it's the attention he lacks. What he he craves? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, he craves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he feels like nobody's actually listening to him. That is one. So <clears throat> unfortunately, even if you're awkward, people pay attention to awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's his way of you know, like I guess kind of signaling, right? Yeah, to be more relatable with the public, but in a in a in a, in a cringy way, <laughs> not in a fun way. I can't. I just like, say that. I love enough. that movie. Yeah, <laughs> but. I'm with you on that. I can't watch it. I, I gotta give my. You gotta have a grace period, at least a month. Here's, I have to take something out of it. Yeah, I, I need to watch a Disney movie just to like <laughs> swallow my palate. Like you know, like cleanser. yeah, palate cleanser. You know what? To weird? go back. I've never had this experience. I watched Seven back to back. How many times? What's in the box? And I'm like, yo, this replay value that. is crazy. Exactly. And I thought I'd never get to a day where I'd say the things I'm saying today because I watched Hereditary and it was marvelous, and you yet see? it bothered the hell out of everybody. That I but you can watch it. Oh man, I, and I want to watch it again. Midsummer, another one. Yeah. Midsummer, sorry. Whatever. This was different, man. And and it wasn't the movie, it was Walking Phoenix. 100%. And, and I and I and I I applaud this guy, man. He better not that the Oscars are ever right anyway, but uh no, no, he yeah, man, I don't it. see anybody outperforming this guy. No, um, like the mannerisms, the look. That's another like, thing, like even the way he like even the, even the relationship with his mother. Yeah, that was so sad. That was sad. Yeah, that's, see that you you know just going back to you know his mannerism. You know how he's like there was one part where it's, it's part of the trailer as well, where he's fixing his shoe, but you see him like how skinny he is, yeah, and like his shoulder like it's popping out. Yeah. I think he was doing that on purpose, like throughout the whole movie. I'm just looking at him like that looks uncomfortable, bro. Like this guy. Yeah, he I looked think, like an insect. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like an overgrown insect. It was just. Weird, he lost weight for the role. When you look at it and you watch it, you're gonna you're gonna cringe. Like it's just like I don't think your body should be doing that. Last time I cringed or something like that was the machinist. Christian Bale. Ooh. Christian Bale, right? Yeah, Batman. Yeah. There you yeah. Before and he bulked up for Batman after. That's another th- method acting. These guys are yeah. something else. You know what I found <clears throat> also like really different and distinct about this Joker compared to Heath Ledger's? Heath Ledger's Joker, he was a mastermind. He was pulling off these extremely complex capers mm-hmm. right exactly this guy cannot keep it together he was no, just, it was just off emotions he's just man it's there is nothing masterful about what he does this guy and that's why i like this joker more than the other one just because this one is just there's no sense in it it's just him doing things essentially like he's going out of chaos like it's pure chaos like he's just going off emotions it's not it's not it's not planned not like anything it's just he just does Yes. Compared to like Heath Ledger, where he had a plan the whole time, like, hey, I'm trying to like rip down the establishment, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a and a <clears throat> chaos. Okay, so my question um, for um, Heath Ledger's Joker versus Joaquin Phoenix, as far as villains go, was this closer to the Killing Joke, or was Heath Ledger's? I think this one was. All right, so just for context, you guys, uh, The Killing Joke is a graphic novel by Alan Moore mm-hmm. uh, where the Joker uh, kidnaps and sexually assaults uh, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Yes. Yes. And then I think he shoots her and paralyzes he shoots her. Yes. Yeah, he shoots her and paralyzes yeah. her. Uh, and so this is the darkest iteration of the Joker in the, in the, uh, in the, in the comic books. Uh, and so you'd say this is... Because like, there is one point, you know, like in The Killing Joke, he says where he did that to Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Yes. And then he tries to turn Commissioner Gordon insane. Mm-hmm. And he's telling uh, one of the points he's saying is like, 
And all it takes is just one bad day. Yes. All it takes is one bad day. And then in this movie, this guy has several <laughs> bad days. I mean, I think the, the point of this movie is every day is a bad day, right? Exactly. Every day is a bad day. But it goes back to, like, the original Joker. See, like, in all the transitions of all Jokers we've seen, Jokers, the whole idea that everything's a joke to him. In other words, he, he tries to bring the darkness out of you. Right? Exactly. To yeah. get a reaction. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas this one... So he's like a troll. Exactly. Yeah. He is a troll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. the ultimate troll. Whereas right? this one, I think the context was different. Yeah. In terms like... I think society was trolling him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Society was trolling him. Yeah. And he snapped. Well, I, so I, I think he was already he already snapped before the movie started. That's the thing because he, he already I, had the I mental illness. There, I don't was, think there was a I don't think there was a mental I don't think there was a breaking point. I think no, he was I, broken I, from the beginning. Yeah, but throughout the movie there was still glimpses of hope. Yes, and he but they robbed him, but they robbed us. They robbed him, They right? robbed us of that. I think that was the joke that they're playing on us, though. Yes, because re- the, the 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 whole thing about him being saved. I don't want to say it without spoilers, right? I, I, I'll, I'll try and like code it, but the whole thing that he was just you know. They they retroactively took it back from us, so there never was hope to begin with. If you think about it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he was just broken from the get go, right? Yeah. Nothing broke him in the movie, mm-hmm. but they but they took us along for a ride, yeah. in order Thinking. to make us feel like, oh, this is going to be his breaking point when he was already broken the whole time. Because you find that uh, exactly without yeah. the spoilers, is the point <laughs> in the movie where like you find out about him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, like. But there I, is no hope for this guy. There is no, absolutely. But, in the, no. but in the movie, this like, but yet again, no spoilers. Like, he's like he's he's constantly looking for hope. He's constantly looking for someone to save him. Because like no one's that was the thing. Yeah, like, no or, one sees or, him or validation or validation mm-hmm. or just acknowledgement. Period. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And and his his whole jokes in the movie were were, <laughs> were something were, else. Yeah. That was. That's another thing where I like this Joker because. His jokes are not funny. No. They're not supposed to be. It's, it's pure darkness. Yeah. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> he says it himself. The guy says it himself. Like it's, and that's the thing. The Joker is not funny. He's the only person who finds himself funny. It's true. Which is, that's the darkness about him. So, like, again, that's why Joaquin Phoenix, when you see him try to tell a joke mm. and it's not funny, you're just like, dude. This is going to be a packed... <laughs> it's gonna be a packed Oscar. Oh man! Honestly, it's yeah. tight. It's tight. Any last thoughts, guys? You want to share? Well, they need a psychiatrist for Joaquin Phoenix after that <laughs> movie because no one should be able to be doing that on film, on screen. Also, Jared Leto's Joker. First of all, sorry, Jared Leto's Joker did not live up. No oh. trash. Sorry, <laughs> Wally, me, it was trash. Listen, listen. This is this sorry, is, Wally. It this was is trash. the craziest part. So, Wally. Could... So, just to give you guys some context, Wally was. Uh, uh, one of the defenders of the Jared Leto Joker. Uh, before it came out, he was on a campaign saying he's a method actor and this is going to be great. He got and an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Listen, guys. <laughs> so uh, oh, what happened was what happened was uh, you know the Joker came out with a Rolex and a purple Lamborghini and tattoos and tattoos. Bumping Rick Ross's Lamborghini. <laughs> Rick Ross. Look at look at look at look at like look that up again. Look at look look at. <laughs> Looking like he was doing some jailhouse workouts, like pimping <laughs> hoes, you know, honestly, pimping hoes, just like barking, snarling, like DMX. It was so he was, it was the, not he was, what I wanted, no. not what I expected. Jack Nicholson, however, how do you guys feel about his Joker? Honestly, he was my Joker for years before he Ledger came. Yeah, because he was that actually, was... I think he's like the most comic Joker there is, like more 
to more, the comics than anything. More consistent with like the the whole exactly guess, the whole thing about the JoJo the comics. Todd Phillips, you did a good job. Uh, I'm I'm really happy about that. It's crazy. Yeah. This guy did the Hangover, and now he did Joker. It's, it's... I don't see the transition is too difficult for that. The, the Hangover was pretty dark. If you think about it, you know if what? You, yeah, if, you, if, you skip, yeah. if you skip the funny, the obviously funny stuff, that is a movie about <laughs> guys who got drugged. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Got punched in the face Yo. by Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. You know what, you know what? That's actually <laughs> take woke out all up, the jokes. It's a up, dark movie. Woke up to a tiger in sharing their space with them when they're home. Like basically, they got like kidnapped. Mothers Against yeah. dry, like drinking and driving campaign. Like that's, dark, man. No, that's so sorry to interrupt again. Final thoughts. What do you guys think? All around, just an, an amazing movie. Yet again, I'm not taken away for what it causes. You know, like it's a it's a it's a sensitive subject. Yeah. Mental illness, hundred percent. Yeah, so please just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Take it for what its value. Yeah, just acting. It's just a movie at the end of the day. It's a piece of art. And unfortunately, <clears throat> as human beings, you know, we take things literally sometimes, right? Ah, uh, to be continued on that debate, man. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'll say? I give this movie eleven out of ten. It's amazing, honestly. Like I didn't expect it to be this good. I remember we were curious about it, and the closer the it coming out. Got excited, especially when you hear his Oscar, like the Oscar buzz, etc. etc. But now it's like it got me more hope for DC now. Instead of like again, Jared Leto, like you let me down, bro. <laughs> let me down. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was not excited for this movie. Oh, I, I, <laughs> that I is well documented. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is documented. Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, ah, uh, nothing special because the commercial does, does no justice to it, the trailer does nothing, which is amazing if you go watch it. Like, you haven't seen anything. I think a trailer. Is an art itself, right? Yeah. Like th- there's a balance you need to give away just enough, but to get I you mean, in the seats. Yeah, just to get you to get asses in the seats. So, yeah. but the way they did the trailers, like it got my curiosity. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. It was dope. I hope Warner Brothers, you put Jared Leto to the side, Joaquin Phoenix in your next Batman movie with Matt Reeves. That'd be amazing. All right. Beautiful. All right, guys. That was nice. Well. Well, that's uh, that's our episode of Sinestro on the Joker. Um, so there's no spoilers this week, but next week we are gonna give spoilers. Yeah. All right, uh, you guys have a great morning, night, or whatever, whatever time you're listening to this. <laughs> have a good one. Thank you for having us. No problem. Thanks Thank for coming, you. guys. Sinestro.